Hello and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stetner, that comes out every Monday evening. Here is the place where anything that can be said in polite company is fair game for discussion, even if it occasionally offends. Let's roll. Hello. It's a bit earlier than I usually record my podcasts. It's about 5.30 in the morning. Still dark out. If you hear the sound of crickets in the background, it's because I'm away from my usual studio and outside and don't want to wake anybody up. I spent two years, two, two days observing the uh, New Jewish New Year of 5784. It took me away from the daily prayer book I use for the vast majority of the year and into the Machser, which is a twice a year affair. In terms of structure and content, there are significant differences between the two. Although I chafe at that, there are times when it's good to go out of one's comfort zone, to uh, challenge challenge oneself to look at things in a new way. And um, I, f- I found that um, change of uh, prayer books to be uh, helpful. I remember when I was a kid, I used to be fascinated with shortwave radio. Now, there were some stations which came in with almost crystal clarity, like the BBC, Voice of America, Radio Deutsche Welle, and came in pretty clear. Other stations, uh, depending on weather conditions, depending on solar conditions, you would be listening, and there would be stretches of clarity and bursts of static that would all but submerge the voices and the music uh, playing. And I I find that uh, sitting in shul during the uh, during a long service is kind of like listening to a uh, shortwave station where there are indeed moments of clarity and insight uh, moments when one feels totally focused and bursts of static as well there was a kid sitting in front of me and he had a really nice Lego set and he was very uh focused on his creations and I find myself uh, admiring his father next to whom he was sitting because his father was able to project himself into the uh, mind of a child and was able to uh, make his time in shul a uh, pleasant one. I have little doubt that that that, that little boy is going to grow up uh, with some fond memories of Shul. He was joined by a couple of other children, and um, 
it, it was it was a very um, peaceful, almost Norman Rockwell-esque uh, uh, sight to see. Uh, unfortunately, I forgot my Lego set, but I survived. I have a rule in life that uh, if I'm trying to make meaning of the events in my life, I use the same rules as I do for interpreting dreams. Uh, one of those rules is to interpret things for the good wherever possible. And sometimes, digging beneath the surface, there is a lot of uh, meaning and significance in random events that occur around us. One such event was the first night of the uh, Rosh Hashanah of the Jewish New Year, which on the Jewish calendar is two days. So I was with one of my wife and I were with um, our one of our married children and another one of our children, and uh, there is this beautiful pumpkin pie on the counter. I mean, I was eyeing that long, longingly every time I walked by the kitchen. And my son-in-law uh, was holding the pie in his hand, and I didn't, didn't, there's no instant replay on Rosh Hashanah, but that pie did a complete 180 degree flip out of his hands and down onto the floor. It was not on its back, on its face. It was a total loss. And what was the beautiful thing that I saw? He did not utter a word. He just, you know, uh, didn't miss a beat. And, uh, you know, uh, picked it up, and I guess we won't be having pumpkin pie. Now, I pointed this out to him. I said, uh, I said to him, I said, you know, when little things like that happen to me, <clears throat> I have a very uh, hard time uh, taking it quietly. Uh, I will erupt into a fusillade of profanity quite often, and, um, you know, it's, it's not pleasant to listen to. I try to control it, and I've gotten much better. But he had mastered that skill of taking a um, one of life's slight but nevertheless annoying misfortunes and really handling it with grace. And I pointed that out to him, and I said, you know, you remind me of one of the things I have to improve about myself uh, in the upcoming days, in the upcoming year. It has really been a long-term goal of mine. In some areas, I'm very successful. If there is slow traffic, uh, I have music on the radio. And I've actually gotten to the point where I say, Oh, good. I have 
about three more songs to listen to thanks to the slowing of the traffic. But when it comes to uh, spilling stuff, dropping stuff, breaking stuff, uh, I have a good ways to go. Uh, and that's not good for my blood pressure. It's not pleasant for the people around me. The daughter I was visiting when she was much younger, before her teens, uh, was observing me with a computer in it, one of its frozen screen moments. And she says to me, Tati, I really don't enjoy listening to you curse at that computer. And I explained to her the concept of a lightning rod. Now, a lightning rod is a piece of metal that sticks out from the top of a house, goes through the house and into the ground. And what that does is, since lightning is drawn to the point of least resistance, uh, it will travel harmlessly through that lightning rod, uh, that piece of metal that uh, goes through the house, into the ground and harmlessly dissipate away from uh, any person, animal, or object that might be harmed by an extremely high burst of lightning. And I explained to my daughter that the computer is my lightning rod. It diverts my tension and aggression away from human beings and harmlessly through a computer and into the ether. Uh, she was not impressed with the explanation. But in my defense, I do say that such little lightning rods in my life are uh, successful. I don't feel uh, inhibited in venting my anger on um, um, recalcitrant electronics. And I think it's extremely important to respect the feelings of human beings. So, if in my imperfect state I uh, yell at appliances or whatever, even though it's not the best way to function, it's still a step up from uh, venting my anger at human beings. One of my children told us a story at the table. He's in university, and they have um, some classes which are lectures, others which are seminars, and others which are workshops. So he had... Um, uh, there were a few Muslim students in his class. He's in Israel. And one of them was in his workshop, and there, this class was taking place during Ramadan late in the day. Now, Muslims and Jews both observe the transition of one day to the other at sunset. At sunset, one day ends and another day begins. So Ramadan is a month of day fasting. Um, 
observed with varying levels of strictness, but quite often uh, no eating or drinking at all uh, during the daylight hours. So he said to the he said to the girl, the Muslim girl in the class in the in the group, he said, "It's dark. The fast is over. You have not eaten all day." Uh, and he said to the uh, their group, he said, "Could we please call a uh, recess here so uh, Sarah can um, can end the fast?" She has not eaten all day. And, you know, the class was very accommodating. It's something they would have easily overlooked. <coughs> the girl did not want to put anybody to any trouble. But I admired what my son was doing because he was taking a knowledge of other people's traditions and practices and he was using that to make his empathy for this Muslim student uh, deeper and more practical. Of course, it's not just enough to admire and be inspired by such a story, but it's also good to recognizing one's own life moving forward the possibility of being tuned into the needs of others being empathetic and hearing that story um, made me want to uh, be able to identify and act upon such opportunities in the future of whom there of which there are probably many. There is a Jewish practice of saying blessings on food, different blessings for different types of food. For instance, eating a potato, one would say, Bre Priyadamo, a blessing to you, God, who creates the fruit of the ground. If one is eating an apple, it grows from a tree. So you'd say, Blessed are you, God, who creates the fruit of the tree. And the effect that this has on one's consciousness is not only to express thanks multiple times during the, during the day, but also to be aware of how the world unfolds around us. There is a saying that one should say a hundred blessings every day. Um, some of those occur in the daily prayers. That puts you well over halfway towards uh, making your quota of a hundred blessings. And if you eat a few things or uh, say a blessing on thunder and or lightning, uh you get a few of those and you're over the top. I try to match the hundred blessings I say on food, on the start of a new day, um, uh, what have you. I try to match those 
blessings with expressing expressions of thanks and appreciation to people. Or even just verbalizing appreciation of the beauty of um, things I see. I saw some beautiful artwork, for instance, in a park on the way home. Uh, some very funny bumper stickers on on a car, such as, uh, I may be slow, but I'm ahead of you. There's a saying, stop and smell the flowers. Uh, I have a saying, stop and read the bumper stickers. And it's nice to be able to say, this person votes differently from me, but they are funny. I have a saying that one should seek in every day a moment for which the day was created. And what I mean by that is um, a moment of particular beauty, a moment of particular meaning. And I would have to say that one, one such moment was the pumpkin pie episode, which I mentioned earlier, which, even though it was inconvenient, the disappointment, annoying, just showed beauty of character. And one thing that's nice about admiring uh, character is it's not like admiring a car. If somebody has a Tesla or a Maserati or something like that, it's out of my league. Uh, I'm not likely under normal circumstances going to be able to get one even if I would want to. But if you see that somebody has refined their character, has developed a skill, uh, you can do that yourself too. And once you get in the habit of looking for the moment for which the day was created, you'll probably find more than one of them, maybe many of them. And having struggled with depression in my life, I find these mental exercises to be very helpful. Visiting my children, uh, I enjoy their widely varied communicational styles, um, parenting styles, etc. And uh, it's nice to take note on the pieces of perfection that people have developed in their life and attempting to duplicate the success in my own life as well. During a two-day religious holiday, during which I was forced to power down my phone put it away, out of sight, out of mind, um, not operate any electronic or vehicular devices. It was a nice way to focus inward more deeply and focus on the people around me. I found many moments of which it could be said for this moment the day was created. 
In uh, geometry, there is, I remember hearing the explanation of what a line was. That a line stretches infinitely in two directions, and it takes up no actual physical area, and that each point in a line, that there are infinite numbers of points in a line, because a point takes up no area. And yet, this line, composed of points that have no area, stretches off into infinity. That is as close as I come to understanding creation ex nihilo, creation from nothing. And it reminds me that lines are not only composed of space, but they are composed of time. And a moment is actually infinitely small, beyond our powers of describing it. And yet, our day, composed of these infinite numbers of moments, can be invested with meaning and productivity, growth and construction, or uh, something that might be far short of that or fall opposite of that. And I am grateful for the opportunity I had during a two-day holiday to contemplate this creation ex nihilo, creation from nothing, of taking infinitesimally small points of time and turning them into something, turning them into a path of growth. So we have Yom Kippur coming up. That'll make three days in one month that are um, holidays. And then we got Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles in English. And we have after that uh, Shemini Atzeret, Sumchat Torah, Rejoicing in the Torah. And that's nine days. Nine plus three is twelve days, plus a couple uh, Shabbos in there. That proves pretty well to me that the Almighty, um, it was the Almighty who um, created our faith, because I can't think of anyone else who would have the audacity to stick so many holidays into one month instead of spreading them a little bit more evenly. So uh, I wish you all a good and blessed rest of your week and uh, I hope you find meaning and blessing in whatever calendrical framework you find yourself. Uh, Thank you. This wraps up another weekly episode of Between the Presets. I thank you all for the pleasure of sharing with me my weekly muse. Whatever platform you access, hitting like subscribe, or leaving a comment is much appreciated. My email address is thewinterriders at gmail.com, thewinterriders at gmail.com. Until next week, adio, which in some African languages means born on Monday or be righteous, and closely resembles adios in Spanish.